gentlemen, welcome back to Sneaker Meetup. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's right here. It's right now with just me. I'm the only one here. Um, our last episode, we had the full squad here. Uh, we had D-Milk and Jerry as sort of our rotated cast members. Noah and Peter were kind of the... Uh, they they stuck around from the first one. Um, life's been super busy lately. Uh, so we're going to soft launch this, this sort of idea of the Galir update. And it's not really much of an update. Sure, I'll give an update on me. Um, I moved probably since the last one was recorded. The, the timeline from when that was recorded until now has been, like, wild. So, I was living... For, for for people that want the lore. Not everyone's asking for the lore. But from September of last year until about a month-ish ago now. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I was living in the uh, home that I grew up in. My childhood home. Uh, it was my dad's house. My parents were divorced. Um, and so I grew up hanging out with my dad in that house. Uh, my dad passed away in 2016. I didn't see the house for maybe four or five years. Found myself in a really tough financial situation. And so, uh, my aunt who still owned the place, I said, Hey, can I live there for a bit? Because money's tight right now she said yes um so we had been living there or i had been living there rather um from about i want to say like late august early september and um now myself and my partner have moved into a nice little apartment things are a lot better financially uh, in terms of work, too. Things have been good. Um, and so that's why we're here. So the last episode was recorded while I was at the old house. And then I didn't get around to editing it until a couple weeks later. Um, but I was in New Jersey with Bicycle Inn recording some of our, our next record. So that's when I uploaded that, and that was a couple weeks later. And then I had sort of been trying to to plan, like, episode three. Like, I like I have a plan of who I want on, like, each coming episode. Um, just scheduling has kind of been a nightmare, especially. And I'm not saying it's other people. I'm saying it's me because uh, I was in the whole process of moving. And now that we're all moved in, we're still kind of, like, settling in, you know, you can't see much of this room right now, but it's a little messy. Uh, I have this shelf behind me right here, 
And if you've been watching my channel, you know I do the uh, collection videos. And so I I want to make it so that you can actually see what's on the shelf because right now you really can't. I tried angling the shelf earlier, and I was like, that's just going to look stupid. So I might put it back there where you can see it, and we'll have to move some things around. But that's okay. Um, so, yeah, schedule, scheduling, uh, you know, it's been hard working around myself and um, just because work's been nuts for me and, and uh, something I've realized for a long time, but more so I've kind of been realizing it a lot now is that I have a hard time maintaining a balance between work and content and, you know, social life my relationship even, you know? So like, I'm trying to get better at that. I'm trying not to hold myself to such a high standard. It's it's so difficult when it comes to content too because I want to make content. I want to make videos. Uh, I have been making videos, but I did take more so an, uh, an indefinite hiatus from streaming. Because it was kind of like, oh wow, three days a week booked out for this. I barely have time to just like sit and breathe. Like last night, like I sat here and I played Hades for an hour, and I was like, fuck yeah, that that was like fulfilling for me, right? And then like the other night, just like getting to sit down and like play Minecraft or like watch a movie. It, so I'm still learning how to find that balance. And I know it's going to take a time to, to, to reach that sort of normalcy. But, like, now that I'm all settled in, I've got my big desk back. I haven't been able to use this since my basement flooded. If you know, you know. Um, I have all this content I want to do. I just put out that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet video essay. And it was, it's been in the works since May just because life has been so crazy. It probably would have been out sooner than that. But it's been getting, like, really good attention. Um, and if you haven't seen it, obviously go check it out. YouTube, uh, Mr. Galeer on YouTube, but I'm like, I want to make more content. It's, I don't know. And this podcast too, I've been listening to, <laughs> it's funny. I never considered myself a podcast guy. Um, but I drive all day for work and music I can listen to music for hours, but like sometimes I just need to switch it up for a while. I was listening to the like other Pokemon video essays, which is in a way like inspired me to make some of my own. Um, so once that kind of got stale for me, I was like, I like, I never considered myself a podcast guy. And then I started listening to podcasts and I was like, Oh wow. I can't wait for like, this to come out next week and, and whatnot. And then I'm like, wow, like I had the streamer inspo talk show that kind of died more or less. Um, I suppose I could continue it, but as someone who doesn't really stream as frequently anymore, I find it almost kind of not counterproductive, but like it's redundant. The word, I don't know, but I sort of like this format better of just having guests on and talking about whatever I did like the streamer inspo talk show and getting to hone in on like those specific things. And maybe it'll continue at some point, 
but I'm really excited for this. Um, like I said, I have plans of guests who are going to be on and it's just really, I like, I can't wait for it. It's going to be really fulfilling, especially to look back and, and just like, I love shooting the shit with my friends. It like doesn't feel rehearsed or like scripted or anything like that. It just feels like hanging out. Um, so a little bit of a tangent that I went off on there, but it's kind of like where my life is at. Again, me and my partner live in this really cute apartment. We got a two bedroom so that we could have an office, which is huge for me just to have my own space. Um, we've got Ruckus, the kitty cat, who's down by my feet right now. I pulled her up on stream the other day. I'm, I'm not going to piss her off right now, though. She's giving herself a bath, but uh, she's 14-year-old little kitty. Little Manx, no tail. Maybe I'll make her the uh, episode picture just so you don't have to imagine what she looks like. But she's a sweetheart, you know. Part of the relationship I'm in is I'm also just falling in love with this sweet little lady. She's very sweet and she's a very special kitty. Um, but yeah. This is the Galir update. Um, now, that was like an update on where I'm at. Uh, you know, life's busy, but we're keeping it moving. Um, so we're going to just like, I, I drafted up just like some random things to talk about. I looked at some stuff going on. I'm going to talk a little bit of shop. I'm going to talk some Galir specific things. Um, so there might be some notes on like, if you're not interested in a certain topic, you can always skip ahead or if you want to listen to the whole thing you know go for it um so yeah um if you're interested in sneaker meetup and you like what you've been hearing so far feel free to uh subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from this will also uh rear its ugly head on youtube i actually just uploaded the second episode a fucking month later. Um, so yeah. But be sure to. Uh, if you're not interested in the podcast apps. At least uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And um, you know. I'm always working on some content there. So there's also a. Uh, I've, I've now removed. Every single GCW related. YouTube video. And if you don't know GCW, it's the virtual wrestling promotion I run through uh, the 2K series um, where I make my viewers into wrestlers and make them fight each other. Um, but I am I'm making a separate YouTube channel just for GCW content so that when we do make our long-awaited return, all the highlights and stuff will go there. And then, you know, all Pokemon or other gaming-related content will go on the Mr. Galeer channel. So... If you like any of those things, <clears throat> feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Mr. Galeer, and I have all my socials too. I'll get into that stuff probably towards the end of the episode. And I guess we'll just roll right along here.
I also just want to give a quick shout out to D Milk, who got me into G Fuel, surprisingly, when we were at the studio. He had like the Resident Evil 4 flavor or whatever. I don't even remember what flavor it was. It was it was something red. And I was like, yeah, I'll try it. I just don't want to try too much because I get really bad caffeine. If I have too much caffeine, it's not a good time, as is custom with most people. Um, but it was really good. So I ended up ordering some of my own. I got the Spider-Man like, red sour fruit punch flavor, and I've just been drinking that every morning and it's so good very good stuff g fuel sponsor me send me free shit that's all i'm saying um let's talk let's talk music real quick because i've been consuming a lot of music my my commute to work is an hour so i'm either and i drive all day for work anyways so I'm consuming a lot of podcasts. I'm consuming a lot of music. Oh, by the way, Bruh. I have a soundboard. Well, it's this. It's the Stream Deck. I'm trying to get it so that the sounds aren't delayed, because I hit the button right now. Bruh. That's a like a 1.5 second delay. But, um, regardless, we'll we'll see what happens with these sounds. Um. What was I saying? Music podcast. I've been consuming a lot, which is great. I there are times where I'm like where I've had like no commute at all to work. And like I me personally, I don't really like listening to to music unless I'm driving. Like I'll listen to music like in passing, but like if I'm listening to new stuff, I want to be able to take it in and driving kind of like that's where my whole focus is, obviously aside from driving. I can focus on if I actually like the music. So, um, I'm just gonna like, not maybe not rapid fire, but kind of in quick succession, just talk about some of the the records that I've been ripping, new records that came out that I'm uh, really vibing with or not vibing with. I have a few here that I'm like, eh, um. More recently, we had Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, and I feel like her as, like, a conversation piece or, like, a topic, you're either hit or miss with her, and rightfully so. A lot of people are very quick to hop on, like, she sucks. If you're older and you're listening to her, what are you doing? You can't relate to any of that stuff. Um, that, that's like the, the piece I've heard a lot is like, if you're an older person, cause she, I don't know, she's what, like 19 or 20 or something like that. And she's making songs about, you know, like driver's license was a song about, I got my driver's license and now you don't want to see me. So I can't drive to your house and sad, angsty teenager, like definitely something I would <laughs> probably vibe with in high school. And I did vibe with the song just not lyrically. I I'm a big fan of Olivia Rodrigo as like a, mu- a musician and a singer. Like she's got an incredible voice. Um and her last album Sour was really good. Um but all the songs were kind of like about the same thing and like look, live your truth, sister, you know? 
I've, you know, I've written tons of songs about the same thing. So like, it's totally fine. Um, it, it might have gotten a little redundant, but like the production on the album was incredible. Obviously she's an amazing singer and piano player and all these things. Uh, if you're a fan of her, I would check out her Tiny Desk concert because that's really good. But Guts came out uh, last week, and we're not talking about the guy from Berserk. We're talking about the Oliver Rodrigo album. Um, and this album kind of like branched out a little more in terms of like subject matter, you know, like um, I don't know. There you you kind of sense you kind of get a sense of like she's moving on from like whatever sort of events inspired the the lyrical content of the the first album and um it's a little more might be a little more mature there's almost a little more of a branching out into that sort of rock slash pop punk style but also like keeping it very pop um i love pop music i think pop music is great um i think if (laughs) if you're someone that's like pop music sucks like yeah i was like that in high school like oh i don't listen to pop i only listen to like shit that you don't hear on the right it's like pop is like that's our mirror right that's like it's 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 reflecting every, sort of everything that we're taking in as artists and putting out there because lately pop has just been really uh how do i want to say it like you're seeing a lot more genres kind of cross into the the pop space um, and I think that's cool. I mean, for the last few years, like I, I just think of like emo rap and like, and like as much as everyone hates him, like MGK, you know, kind of sort of bringing those genres that aren't as like, uh, focused on into the forefront and whether you like it or you hate it, you know, it's, it's good for music, right? It's best for business as some might say. Um, but no, Guts was really good. Uh, a big step up production wise. Um, I was a big fan of this album. I didn't think I would be cause I was like, Oh, sour was really good, but like, can she like mix it up? And she did. I thought it was very good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like one of the more recent ones. Actually, I wanted to add to this cause I'm recording this on a Saturday. But yesterday, uh, Teddy Swims, who some may know, he's he's gained a lot of popularity the last few years. Um, really, like featured a lot in like the the metal space or the metalcore space, and like some more modern pop metal pop punk space uh he's he's featured a lot and country too he's um anyways he dropped an album uh titled i've tried everything but therapy part one so 
There's only part one, which I think is sick. The album art is really cool. I love Teddy Swims. He's a very soulful singer. Um, I was getting a little tired of the singles for a bit, but man, this album was fucking phenomenal. And I really, you know, I really wasn't expecting it to show up and show out as much as it did. Um, Suitcase was really, I think, the track that grabbed me the most. Obviously, Lose Control is the popular single. It's his number one song right now. Allegedly, it's saying here on Spotify, two of his songs only have like 1,000 to 5,000 plays. I think that's that's wrong, or maybe I'm reading it wrong. I don't know. But Teddy Swims, great job. Um, I was a big fan of his... Um, his EP Tough Love. Uh, I also was a fan of some of his covers, but now this album was great. Um, I'm already excited for part two, whenever that will be. I like the title too. I've tried everything but therapy. It's a little toxic, but um, no, it was a it was a good album. Real quick, I want to talk about Icy Stars. Um, and if you don't know Icy Stars, oh boy, what a history these guys have. I mean, they've they've been around for I want to say like over ten years. Two thousand eleven, two thousand oh, two thousand nine was when their first album. So they started more so as like a uh, like an EDM based band, uh, and as they evolved, they kind of branched out into like electronic core, right? Mixing metalcore elements with EDM and and dubstep, if you will. There's there's. New Demons was a great album. Treehouse is one of my favorite albums of all time. I got my introduction to them through Digital Renegade, through like a remix that someone made of Nars Attacks. Um, but like Treehouse was was that for me? Phases was a great acoustic album as well. So. Um, the last we saw of them was in 2016 with Treehouse, and recently they dropped two singles uh, back in, in May. Wow. Time is flying. Uh, anyways, they had Anomaly and Drift, which were great singles. I really liked Anomaly more than Drift, though. Um, still still kind of incorporating some of the, the elements that really got people listening to them, but... Uh, almost... Sounds like they're going in a new direction, and I like that. And they dropped another single um, on my birthday a couple weeks ago, last week, um, called Are We Even? And that was really good. It looks like a new album is going to come out. Actually, I'm going to look that up. Sometimes if you just type, I see stars, new album. Ah, oh, shit. I can't type new album but not treehouse i see stars music 
they might just be in the phase of just like releasing music, but no album is announced. Anomaly. They're going on tour. Also, Luke Holland did drums on the new album. That's pretty sick. And wrote the drums. That's very sick. I love Luke Holland. So yeah, so far, no new album announcement. Maybe it's an EP. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just singles. You know? Um... But they've they have my attention. I have not graduated yet from being sick of metalcore music. I think the right bands are constantly just pushing the envelope, dude. You know. Um, talk a little bit about new fiddlehead. Um, I recently have been getting into fiddlehead. I really liked uh, their last album, Between the Richness. Very good. Fiddlehead's one of those bands to me, and this is not like a dig at them or anything. It's just like when I listen to them, like a lot of it sounds the same. It's really good music, and like I would love to go to a Fiddlehead show. Uh, I don't know. I like their new record, Death is Nothing to Us, um, was really good, but for me personally, I like judge an album based on like memorable tracks to me. And like, like I look at it and like really the only tracks that stand out to me are the singles. And I think that's just cause I've listened to them more than like two times. And that's on me. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that's on them. It's a, it's a good album. Uh, it's just a lot of it sounds the same to me. Um, my bandmates would fucking kill me hearing that cause they love fiddlehead. Uh, yeah, I love Fiddlehead too. It's just nothing. Uh, I think it's one of those albums, all honesty, that I have to listen to a couple more times to really like hone in on specific tracks. And that's what I did with the uh, the the new Paramore album. And Paramore is my favorite band of all time. You know, but like when that new album came out, I was like, "This is fine." And then I had to listen to it like two, three, four more times, and then I was like, "Okay, this is actually a really good album." So, you know, same here. I mean, like, Sullen Boy is a great track, and, like, Sleepyhead, both great songs. Um, I still would love to see Fiddlehead live. I think it would be a really good experience. Um, We had a new Royal Blood album. Royal Blood I got my introduction to through um, the WWE 2K games because they featured, I think it was Come On Over in, I think, 15 and that's kind of when they started gaining their popularity. Um, I didn't finish this album. I'm not going to lie. Like, It just felt very... Like I couldn't get through it. I'm not, I, I don't really know. Um, I got through about half of it. And I was just like... For me, it's like... Five or more songs in, and I'm like feeling meh about it. I was like, well, like I'll listen to the rest of the album usually, but I didn't for this one. I don't know, just felt it didn't it didn't grab me like some of their their past stuff. I loved Boiler or Typhoons, not Boilermaker. Boilermaker is a good song, but Typhoons is a great album. Just like I feel like that was a 
good example of like when you think of royal blood like that's the that's the if you if, if you're talking to someone about royal blood that's what you should show them in my opinion i think the self-titled album is great too but typhoons fantastic record um but yeah back uh back to the water below didn't really catch me like i hoped it would because which sucks because i was really you know looking forward to it um Got Hell Mode by Jeff Rosenstock. And if you know Jeff Rosenstock, you know new records are always uh, a little treat with Jeff. I have yet to go to a Jeff Rosenstock show. I would love to experience that. Um, I'm surprised he has as many listeners as he does. I, I'm surprised it's not more is what I mean. Um but Jeff Rosenstock makes incredible music. And it's funny because it's not the type of music that I normally listen to, like loud, like fast punk, uh, more or less. But Worry is my favorite album, front to back. Bangers. No Dream was really good. A little pandemic treat. Ska Dream. I don't like Ska, but it was funny hearing Ska renditions of, you know, No Dream songs. Um How come I never saw this 2020 dump? I got to listen to this. I'm adding this to my playlist. If I can find it. I have a playlist called Release Radar Version 2. And it's just like... There's the Release Radar, which gives me everything. But then the things I actually want to listen to from that, I'll throw in Release Radar 2. But no, Hell Mode was such a great song the the first song reeled me in a little bit i wasn't like crazy and then like the transition into head where it starts picking up and it's like i was in my car like bouncing and i was like how the fuck like i don't know man there was a lot of good songs the singles were great too um and their multi their vinyl that they're selling for it is called crazy ass multicolor mix um I honestly think is very similar to No Dream in a lot of ways. Um, I love the art on it too. It's just all around it, a great album. Definitely something I want to listen again and kind of like soak it in because I love Jeff. There's been a lot of uh, Twitter drama about Jeff. Um, nothing, well, you know, whether or not you want to deem it pressing or not is up to you, but um, talking a lot about uh, venues taking merch cut costs, you know, taking more of a cut of the merch, and Jeff sort of vocalized his disappointment in venues, and it's a whole toss-up. I am neither here nor there about it. I understand both sides of it, because obviously, like, you know, I mean, at surface level, the concept of venues taking a cut of your merch is silly, but I understand it, like, from a, from when you kind of focus in more on, like, it's sort of a trade-off, like, they're giving you the venue, a, a big, a big venue to sort of showcase and, and spread your, you know, 
spread the good word of Jeff. And in return, we take a little bit. It's like, you help me out, I'll help you out. And I get it, but I also get the side of it. It's like, why are they taking more of a merch cut? Merch is expensive to make from someone who is in a band and, you know, we have merch made. It's expensive. It's no, it's no cheap, but everyone, everyone's got to make a little dollar. Um, and that's what I'll say about that. You know, I see both sides. I think it's died down, but it really got the people talking. I'll, I'll say that much. So there's that. Um, what else? What else? Going back a few. This is a little older. Came out in July, but Moose Creek Park, which I believe they're from uh, New York. Uh, friends of ours, label mates. Um, I just want to Long Island. Okay, they are Long Island. Um, very good emo band. A lot of noodly riffs. Love that kind of shit. Paying a little homage to some classic emo, but hope this clears things up as the name of the record. Um, okay, Dylan was their single. One of my favorite tracks on this album. But uh, they're label mates of ours. And we met them when we played in Long Island. Or we met some of them. I met someone from Moose Creek Park. And I apologize if you happen to be listening to this. And I don't remember your name. But y'all fucking ruled. I still would love to see Moose Creek Park live. Maybe a tour perhaps. We'll see where life takes us. You know? But if you're into sort of that uh, classic emo sound, look no further, you know. Uh, Young Gravy. <laughs> Marvelous was an okay album. I'm, I'm not, I don't really understand the hype around Young Gravy. Like, I do. He used to kind of be nothing, and then he blew up, and then he's like MILF guy now, which is like, you know, cool. But uh, he put out with a fellow homeboy, uh, Baby No Money, Baby Gravy, three, um, three weeks ago. And I think for me, like, <clears throat> it's funny. I think I like the lyrical content. It's very, it's, it's like. It's like on the cusp. It's like pseudo comedy rap, but it's like it can be a little bit, you know, not it's not like too funny. But some of the beats are just like I'm not I'm not getting behind. The production's good, but the I don't know. Like I said, I'm not crazy about it. Doesn't doesn't mean it was bad. I love Say La Vie. It had Rich Brian on it. It's probably a little biased there cuz I like Rich Brian. And then um they had a couple more features on the album, but for the most part, didn't really grab me. I liked about three or four songs on it, according to Spotify. No Way Jose was another good one. Um, I'm glad they're living their best life, you know? And that's all that matters. <clears throat> um, this one, again, isn't as new. It did come out this year in May. 
Um, but I found out about these guys through a band we met at um, Thumbs Up Fest, which is the uh, Thumbs Up is the label that Bicycle in. We uh, we put our last record out under them, but um, I found out about Kerosene Heights. Uh, through another band called Clementine, which they're from Wisconsin, I believe. We met the drummer, and he was very nice and sort of made made some connections with, and he was talking about, like, oh, like, we should come to Massachusetts and, and play sometime. And and we were like, hell yeah. Uh, but Kerosene Heights was a band that was touring, or I think Clementine played a few uh, shows with them. They're from Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, but again, another one of those like emo albums that unexpectedly like grabbed my attention. Well, not a, I guess not unexpectedly. They're just they're really good, man, and they're very like a lot of like hardcore elements in it too. Um, I think I would love to play a show with them. They're uh, 21K on Spotify. That's pretty sick. And um, this was their debut LP, Southeast of Somewhere. I would just go give it a listen, honestly. If you like hardcore or like pseudo-hardcore, like I said, pseudo-emo, whatever you want to call it. They're emo punk is how they uh, their Spotify bio categorizes them. Um but yeah, they're a very good band. I would go check them out. And we had Education on Earth from Old Soul, another uh, another band of friends that I've known. Old Soul was the very first basement show that I went to, was to see them. Uh, my friend Johnny brought me there, and he was kind of already in that space when we had started college. But he was like, yeah, this is band Old Soul. They're from Lowell, Mass. Like, we should check them out. And I've been following them ever since. It's been seven years, which is nuts to me. They've had two LPs come out since then. Um, and now this third LP. They recently played with our, our bestie band, Inner Love, and I fucking missed them. Like, I got there late and missed I just as their set was ending I was like fuck uh, but I really loved their their album Koi in 2018 you were overwhelmed didn't grab my attention as much but I, I loved the art on it and I loved kind of like the message behind the album and Education on Earth is a really fucking good album um, sonically especially it's just like tickles the eardrums just the right way but it's also one of those albums that I think I have to listen to more than once because it's been now a month maybe since I've listened to it. Three weeks. It came out three weeks ago. So I definitely uh, want to go back and listen to it. I want to get this on vinyl because right, I love how it sounds. I love the artwork. My stomach is growling right now. But that is not the point. Education on Earth. Old Soul. One word. Go check it out. We had The Dark by the band Camino mid. I love the band Camino, but this wasn't it for me. They, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the person to say this, but they could do, they could have done better. Like their self-titled album was great. Try Hard 
was a fantastic record. Um, I love their their singers. You know, I'm so I'm psyched that they kind of branched out and featured on like All Time Low and Bill Murray. Like, also Bill Murray's gonna have some new shit soon, which is great. Um, but the Dark by the band Camino. I mean, go listen to it if you're a fan. It's just like didn't grab me the way I was hoping. I think I went into it with high hopes, and maybe that maybe that's on me. Um, we had Ruckus by Movements, which is fucking awesome. Ruckus is right here behind me. She liked the album. Uh, Anna and I listened to it. And we were just kind of like, well, you know, it didn't feel like anything special. I was a big fan of old movements. Even then, nothing popped out at me like super crazy. The singles are really good. Lead Pipe, Heaven Sent, Tight Rope, Fail You. All great songs. But it's one of those albums where I think I like the artwork more than the the songs itself. Sometimes I'll get I'll get vinyls solely for the artwork, and this might be one of those vinyls. And call me a, a fake fan or whatever you want to do, but at the end of the day, I'm giving them money. And it's not like I hated the whole album. It's I liked at least half of it, and that is fine by me. Maybe I'll give this one a listen again. We'll see. And then lastly on this list, uh, Divine Intertention by Hail the Sun, which I think is kind of more or less at the, the top of the list of everything that I've listing off. Like this is the one that I was really happy uh, with. And just like it took me a while to really get into Hail the Sun. Gil was the one who actually clout more. Got me into Hail the Sun years and years ago, but the singles were really good. I think Donovan Malero's vocals, like he took a like a step up, like just really lyrically and I don't know, man. The vocals just sound crisp on this. I always love the guitar work. They're just one of those bands that is like constantly evolving when you don't think they can do it any more than they already are. And I think that's really special. I would love to see them again. I've always been uh, enthralled by Donovan Malero doing drums and vocals. I don't think he does anymore, though. I think they have a, a, a live drummer now. Maybe he still records drums on the records, but I know for a fact that they don't do it live anymore. But Under the Floor, you know, I Saw You Hanging, uh... 60-minute session blocks, Chunker and Mind Rider, Tunnel Vision Alibi. Like, these are all great songs. A majority of those were singles, too. But the singles for this actually got me really hyped for this album, and it delivered. Um, the artwork, too, always goes stupid. It's it's a really good record. And if you, if you like that, their sort of style, if you're a fan, you know what to do. Divine Intertention, Hail the Sun. I'm also excited. Knuckle Puck put out a single. Uh, it's it's fall, which means it's Knuckle Puck season. 
always been a fan of their their tone and their uh I love Knuckle Puck, dude. Pop Punk isn't dead. I don't care who you are. Um but yeah, that's sort of the <laughs> the little music roundup. Um I got some other stuff to talk about here. Um I want to talk a little wrestling real quick. And if you're not interested in this, feel free to skip ahead. Um cuz I know we got some homies of the channel that love wrestling. We got some homies of the channel that could care less about wrestling. There's a little, hopefully a little something for everyone this episode. But I want to talk about, it's been a few weeks. I wish I could have talked about this sooner, dude. Real quick, I got, I got my septum pierced a couple days ago. That's the stuff. It was itchy. It's like tough because I get really bad uh, boogies in my nose, right? I get really stuffy every morning. I'm like blowing my nose all the time. There's probably something going on there, but we're going to ignore it for now. But like my septum is so tender from it's only been a day and a half. And I really just want to blow my nose all the time, but I can't because it fucking hurts. <laughs> and I can't, like, I can't really pick my nose either <laughs> to get it because it also hurts. Like, right here, it's just too. I'm, like, suffering right now. Anyways, <laughs> not what you came here for. I want to talk about brawling. Hopefully at this point, all you wrestling fans know what's happened. The altercation between CM Punk and Jack Perry that happened at Wembley Stadium. I think we're going on three weeks now. But Mr. Mr. Punk, Mr. Perry had a little disagreement backstage that stemmed from a Jack Perry was taking some time off, and so he wanted to kind of go out with a spot involving real glass. And CM Punk said, that's dangerous. You shouldn't do that. And they had a little disagreement. Fast forward to Wembley. Jack Perry versus Hook. They do a little uh, suplex-type spot on a limousine window. And Jack Perry goes up to the camera, and he goes, that's real glass. Cry me a river. And this was the pre-show. And CM Punk was up next after. They had a little encounter backstage that I guess CM Punk put Jack Perry in a chokehold. And keep in mind, this is all reports. We don't have anything. There is footage at Wembley, which they should release. I think that would be fun. But they're not going to. And I get it. Legal reasons. But there was a whole incident where CM Punk choked out Jack Perry. Uh, allegedly, Tony Khan was lunged at and and CM Punk was taking some very violent measures and whatnot. But 
essentially him and Jack Perry both got suspended. And then eventually a week later, CM Punk was fired with cause from AEW. Now, my opinion on this, I think this is great. I love CM Punk. I'll say that. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I came up with him. When I first started watching wrestling, he was feuding with Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Jeff Hardy was my favorite wrestler at the time. I mean, he still is, but. There were two sides to that, you know, so I loved both of them for different reasons. So I love CM Punk. But amongst all this drama that goes on backstage that you hear about, and we don't know everything, of course, CM Punk seems to be the one constant. You know, CM Punk... At the all-out media scrum in 2022. Going off with his boss right next to him. Shit-talking the EVPs. And now look, I don't like the Young Bucks either. I love them as wrestlers. But I think everything that happened since then was like ridiculous. Because you just get CM Punk gets his own show. Which is cool. They, they worked something out there so that the people that didn't want to be around CM Punk didn't have to be. Sorry, you're getting the grippers here, I guess. I need to put my leg out for a minute. Um, but somehow problems were still happening. People would say little things on social media and Punk would go after them. I think about Ryan Nemeth. I forget exactly what he said, but he went on Twitter and said something. And Punk approached him and then all of a sudden he's no longer allowed on collision. Um Punk approaching everything, sort of this confrontational thing, is like good and bad. Like, yeah, if you have a problem with me, take it up with me, is what he said. But Mans is just going out and choosing violence every time someone says something about him. And I don't know if that's necessarily the way. And then on the other hand, you've got the Young Bucks that'll make like little shitty fucking references or digs at CM Punk through their their YouTube show which I think is goofy too. Uh I think both sides of it are silly. And again, we don't know everything. I think everyone's in the wrong here. I think if there were rumors that he got Colt Cabana fired, they shouldn't have fucking spread rumors. I also don't think CM Punk should have gone on a media scrum and just fucking gone off knowing that there's cameras and people and reporters like stirring the pot. I also don't think Tony Khan should have let that happen. I think he should have been like, nah, we're not doing this here. But it's clear that maybe Tony Khan hasn't dealt with such a polarizing person before. Or maybe he has. I don't know. If that were me, I probably would have froze up too and just been like, oh shit. But at the end of the day, he got fired and Tony Khan went on record saying that he's never felt like his life was more in danger at a wrestling show. People were like, fuck you, Tony Khan. Like, life in danger. I 
don't necessarily think he would lie about something like that. I don't know. I guess my perspective of it is, you know, if he if he truly did feel like his life was in danger, then I think that's cause for him to take action. And he surely doesn't want anyone else to feel like that. So, you know, if CM Punk did lunge at him or grab him or whatever, monitors were knocked over. We Again, we don't know what actually happened, but that's what, that's the consistent story we're getting. And he felt like he was in danger, then that, that's fair. And honestly, whether or not it's fair, I'm glad he's finally, like, took a step and and fired punk because he was the he was the common denominator in every one of these stories he was the one that was always involved somehow um and they were never good stories so for what it's worth his run was great we got a treat because we didn't think he would ever come back to wrestling and he did and he had some banger matches uh what does this mean for the future of AEW, though? I think that they can still go on and keep putting out the, the product that they've been putting out. Now, granted, CM Punk was a huge draw and a huge part of that. I'd, and to say that he wasn't would be silly. But we also got to think about how they were doing before Punk, before the rumors of Punk even coming back were were you know in people's heads I think the fact that they were able to get a second show rampage before punk was even an idea and you know I think they can make collision work with I think they were saying Danielson as the star of the show Ricky Starks also proved himself at all out like I think I think they can still make it happen but it all it, it's it's a little disheartening to to see that like a lot of people tuned out after he was like yeah we fired CM Punk, eighty uh, it was like almost ninety thousand people turned off the the channel. Um. So, how's this gonna pan out? I don't know. I hope it doesn't. You know, I hope it doesn't damage the product too much. It doesn't seem like it will, but I. I'm like on and off when I watch wrestling. I usually watch the highlights these days just because <clears throat> I'm such a busy boy. But I think AEW will be just fine. But only time will tell that. Um, I thought it was cringe that like the Young Bucks went out on a collision and did like a victory lap. That was fucking goofy. But. Twitter's very divided over this one. I'm glad. I'm glad he's out. I think he was just causing too much problems. Like, I had friends that were like, I fell to my knees in Walmart when I read this. And I was like, like, yeah, it's sad. But, like, what were you expecting? You think they're going to let him, they're going to let it slide again, you know? And some people are like, why don't they fire Jack Perry? And, you know, I think in some ways that is true. I don't think he should have stirred the pot like that. I know for a fact that if this shit happened in WWE, you would not hear about it. They would not let that shit happen. That shit would not slide. 
And that's not me being like a WWE apologist. That's just like how it is. It's how it's always been. But in any case, CM Punk's out of AEW. And that's really the big takeaway from this. Um, Jade Cargill to WWE. I think would be a great thing. I think uh, last night or on the last Rampage. I got to go look because I didn't actually watch it. But Jade Cargill came back and faced Chris Chris Statlander. Which Statlander uh, retained the TBS title. Um, which... I'm I'm glad they're sort of finally like Chris Statlander is, is the one to kind of carry it on. Uh they shake hands, they hug each other after the match. And I think that's kind of like Jade Cargill's send-off maybe. I think some the reason people are speculating about the the move to WWE is I think cuz her contract's up. Um I think she'd be a great fit there. I feel like she's one of those, like, like, I felt this way about Cody, too, when he left. Cody, I think, likes, he definitely enjoys, like, the the glitz and the glam of, like, being a star, right? I mean, for God's sakes, we had Roads to the Top. They got their own, like, reality show. Um, Maybe he didn't want it. I don't know, but. He was positioned perfectly to be, like, a superstar, not just a pro wrestler. He can be both, but he was positioned to be a superstar, and now he's in WWE, and he is that guy. Although The Rock just came back, and everyone's like, Cody's probably pissed. I think it's uh, funny, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, Jade Cargill could easily be a star in WWE. I think AEW was the perfect opportunity to her for her to like build herself up and like make herself a household name. You know? She was established as that bitch, right? She had the the long ass undefeated streak with the TBS title. Everyone knows who Jade Cargill is now, and now I think it's time for her to move up and and really, like, she would be a force to be rocking with in WWE. I think it would be perfect. A lot of people are talking about Edge as well. And Edge came on the record, and he's like, nothing's happening. Like, it's fine. Uh, But his contract is still going up, and he was taken off of WWE's, like, internal roster thing. Uh some people are like, oh, Edge and AEW, yeah. And some people are like, he should just retire. He's done everything he needs to do. In my opinion, I th- always thought he was going to be like a WWE lifer, you know. But a lot of people thought that about like Christian too, and now he's in AEW, and look what he's doing. He's doing great things. A lot of people are talking about how it would be great to see him and Christian mix it up or tag together, you know. I think I would love to see that. I don't think Edge's last match should be against Sheamus. It was a great match, but it just was kind of like, okay, all right, he's going to face Sheamus on his 25th anniversary. 
which is cool. It was good. It was a great match. It was a great show. Um, I think him and AEW would be sick. Even I don't think they should do what they did with Punk and have him wrestle like every week. I think he should be like maybe wrestle like two or three matches and then be done. Why do we have to drive it into the ground, you know? I don't know, but this brings up a few questions, though, because he can't be called Edge. Are they just going to call him Adam Copeland? I don't know. And then the other question is, people are like, oh, man, but he can't use the you think you know me. I'm pretty sure you can. I think that's just like a thing, like people sample that, unless WWE has the rights to you think you know me. I just think about how I've heard, like, <laughs> you think you know me in like JPEG Mafia songs. So I wonder if he's sampling that from something that WWE owns or if it's just something that's like fair use for everybody. I don't know. But I think it could be cool if they bring it back. Um, Next, I want to talk a little bit about Nintendo Direct. And we might actually finish the show here with Nintendo Direct. Uh, I got Ruckus right here with me. She's looking out the window. She doesn't know how to jump. Like, she does know how to jump, but she doesn't really... She, like, won't jump high spaces. So, like, I pick, I have to pick her up. Even though she can... She is, like, well and able to jump onto the desk. Uh, but she needs to be picked up to do it. Good job, lady. Um, Nintendo Direct, though. I'm going to break down some of this, the, the stuff that stood out to me. Uh, starting off with, I could give less of a fuck about Splatoon. I'm honest. <laughs> All right, look, I've never played Splatoon before, so I actually can't. I, I don't want to talk too much shit on it. But uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Getting back to the classics. I never played the original, but it it looks to be really fun on the switch you know so uh that'll be out soon um prince of persia which is a, a title that i haven't heard in a long time i feel like they kind of fell off with those i also don't know when the last one they made was i'm gonna be really ignorant here with my games i also play the same three games so you cut me some slack He looks like Phoenix from Valorant. These were my notes that I wrote as I was watching Nintendo Direct. I think Prince of Persia could be interesting as a side-scroller. Um, hi. Uh, Super Mario RPG. I never got to play the original because I didn't have the means to when I was younger. Uh, but... I always love a good RPG, of course. Um, I would love to try the remaster that's coming to the Switch. I'm a big fan of Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, as I've probably mentioned before. I've literally played it on the channel, so, you know. Um, <laughs> she's so precious. I love her. She's got bald little ears. She's been dealing with some... Uh, some little bumps on her ears. We got her some hydrocortisone. Hopefully that helps you, Miss Lady. She's watching the she's watching herself right now. Um 
Peach Kirby. We got the the new Peach game. Do you want to come down? Come here. No, you don't. She's gonna go back to look out the window. She just kicked her foot at me. Why? We got the new Peach game, which I think looks sick. Peach is basically Kirby and and does these different has these different like power ups. It's cool that she gets her own game, um, on the Switch. It looks like fun. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know if it's something I'd play, but. When it comes out, maybe I'll give it a go. I don't know. I famously suck at keeping up with new games. New anything, really. Tomb Raider uh, 1 through 3, remaster for the Switch. Again, never something I played growing up. But 100% something I could give a shot. If they remaster it for Switch, I'd be down. Um... Detective Pikachu Returns was announced in the last Pokemon Direct or the one before it. Uh, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. It looks like a game that I would see like on the Wii or like the DS and frankly something that should stay there. Uh, the Detective Pikachu movie was interesting. But this just kind of is like... Eh. I don't know. Um, hi, Miss Lady. Trombone champ. I mean, what what more do I need to say? Uh, they implemented those controls that are revolve around the uh, Joy Cons and like moving them, and it's very sick. Um, Luigi's Mansion Two, I think, is getting a remaster, which is cool. Um, or it's Luigi. There's a Luigi's Mansion game. I don't remember a ton. Uh, WarioWare Move It. I love the WarioWare series. Um, I think that my favorite had to be the WarioWare Twisted for the, the Game Boy Advance. Um, I have yet to play the newer WarioWare games, um, like on the Switch and the Wii, and etc. But I... I, I frequented WarioWare Twisted growing up. Like, that was all I played. Um, so I'd love to be able to pop that open again. There's new Mario Kart and Among Us content. They're just like, yeah, cool. Uh, I kind of fell off of Mario Kart. I was never really good at it. But I wonder if they're going to end up making just, like, a new one or if they're just going to keep adding DLC to it. And then the big announcement uh, for that Direct was Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door coming to switch which again is another game that i never got the chance to play i've never played a paper mario game it was always the mario rpgs like bowser's inside story and and uh, superstar saga and what have you um so this could be interesting this could be one that i that i might that i might play when it comes out but a lot of people are buzzing about that that was the the big announcement um, and that was kind of Nintendo. That's those were my notes from Nintendo Direct. Those are the things that stood out to me. Uh, a lot of stuff that I never played growing up. It's always remasters. That's that's how they get the people. They, it's all nostalgia, right? And so, I think uh, some interesting stuff here. Um, Yeah. Some interesting stuff here, um, for sure. 
And I love the Nintendo Directs. I don't always know everything on them because I'm not like a Nintendo, not crazy on, not, not, not crazy on Nintendo. I just like, again, I play the same three or four games with some sprinkled in between. And that's about the extent of it. Um, I got my Pokemon, my GCW, you know, and then like at the moment, what am I playing? I'm playing, I just started playing Hades, which has been very fun. Um, I've been getting a little bit back into Minecraft because it's almost Minecraft season. And then there was another one. Oh, I'm playing Final Fantasy IX, my first time ever playing Final Fantasy. So that's fun. Bruh. <laughs> but yeah, I think more or less, that's uh, kind of what I wanted to cover on the, the Galeer update. These are my notes kind of end here. I was thinking about doing an, am I the asshole segment where we read, am I the asshole post, but I might do that with, you know, with other people here. I think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, this has been the <laughs> Galeer update on sneaker meetup. This is our third episode. Um, I got some, fun guests planned for the next few podcasts so hopefully we can get those out a little faster than we have been um but again if you like this kind of stuff feel free to go subscribe to the podcast on spotify or apple music wherever you get your podcast from subscribe on youtube give it a like boost that shit to the algorithm comment uh what you thought of the episode or if you uh you know there was something I left out that you wanted me to talk about. Whatever, whatever have you. Let me hear your thoughts on everything. Be sure to go check out my other content on YouTube, my Pokemon content. Um, and then keep your eyes peeled for GCW channel if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Galeer. Instagram and TikTok at Mr. Galeer underscore Twitch. Uh, of course, YouTube at Mr. Galeer. And I think that's everything. We also have a Discord server, which uh, should be in the description. And if it's not, it's probably in my link tree, which is somewhere. It's it's mostly going to be in the description, though, because I have it defaulted to put it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all I got here. So thank you once again for uh, joining me for this installment of Sneaker Meetup. Um, hope to see you all in the next one. And until then, uh, you know, don't don't get in any 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 trouble. Or do I mean you can get into whatever trouble you want. Just the blood's not on my hands here. Um. So stay safe, everybody, and we will see you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>